0: This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned B.C. company helping local business since 1892. Hour 2 of the program, Dan Richo, R Shaw, Canucks Central. It's a Friday. The mailbag is coming, and Dan Murphy is going to be our special guest for the Friday mailbag. If you missed Hour 1, Yannick Hansen with uh, his always incredible insight on the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, kicking off hour one, so you can go back and listen to that on the podcast. All right, time for the mailbag. What's happening, Murph? Not a whole bunch. Yeah? Just trying to stay warm
1: up here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the ongoing battle.
1: The ongoing battle. See,
2: that's why like we have our coats on, and yeah. you're in your suit, so you're not quite as layered as we are.
1: Yeah, I should have. Well, when we do the broadcast from downstairs, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it as much. So I didn't bring a jacket. When we're upstairs in the suite, it's a little cooler up it there. It is, yes. But to be honest, I never bring a jacket anyway. So I don't know why I'm saying <laughs> what's the difference.
2: It's because you work out so much; your body's always like overheating.
1: Bone, bone doesn't get doesn't get cold. <laughs> so you're not like so me, skinny. wearing
0: gloves in the rink sometimes. <laughs> yeah? No, no. Okay. Although my like
1: I, I, my hands do get cold, but yeah, you know, you just tough it out. Keeps yeah. you sharp. Yeah, as <laughs> the senses. It keeps me awake. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh so we got a bunch of listener questions. Um but you know what? I want to kick off the mailbag uh, with a question of my own for Murph. Uh-oh. Oh. Best
1: golf course you've ever played. Oh. See I haven't played some of the more famous ones like Pebble and stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Northern Ireland and say Port Rush. Oh or, wow. all right. or County Down. One of okay. those two in Ireland. Uh, we played them a couple times, so I I I'm gonna say Port Rush. Um would probably be the best one that I've played. That's that's that would be my guess. Where have you shot your best round of golf? Probably I played Harvest. I was sixty eight at Harvest once and I think I was that, I think that's four hundred and I think I was three hundred at back in the mid nineties, which was sixty seven, but it was less on a par.
2: That's
1: good. And now if I shoot, you know, seventy nine it's a victory. <laughs> I'm taking but a victory lap. If
2: I get out there and break a hundred, I'll be lucky nowadays, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Even
0: myself, if I break ninety five right now, I uh, I feel pretty good about myself. That's uh, that's kind of the way it's gone lately. Oh, no. Don't get out enough. Now the new time slot, though, this is going to be a big summer for golf. I think.
2: Go play golf before. We yeah. should do that. We can do our show meetings playing
1: golf. Exactly. That's a
0: good.
2: Idea. You know, what we should Why do. Not? We you should do that. You come play with us, and we do our hit playing golf.
1: I, I I did that. I didn't do that last year, but I remember filming Ferraro doing it, like literally yeah, talking right before he took a swing. <laughs> yeah. I think he was on like the. I'm not going to say the station, but because uh, Cam's here and I'll get in trouble. Right? Did
2: mention. he beat you still while he was distracted?
1: I have no idea if I lost him that day. <laughs> we're usually pretty close. Yeah, we're usually pretty close. So let's just say no, he didn't.
2: <laughs> yeah, do give. Let's not give Ray any extra credit. No, he gets enough as it is. Exactly.
0: All right, let's uh, get to some listener questions. Uh, basketball, Phil. Uh, philosophical question today: What are there
1: more of in the world, wheels or doors? <laughs> I saw this one the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I'm gonna just have to say there's. I mean, there's more wheels, so I'm gonna take. Yeah. Toys into account. Yep. You know. Oh wow, you've really trucks. thought about this, like mm, toys. Trucks. I didn't even think about toys. Yeah, I just. But I mean, that's also. I mean, there's little dollhouses with doors too. Yeah. I mean, so. But I'm. I'm gonna go wheels. That's just me. I think there's probably. Because you know things on trolleys. Yeah. Wheelbarrows. Right. You know. I'm, right. just, I'm just going to say there's more, like little wheels, like in the IKEA furniture. Yep. So I'm, I'm including all of that. Okay. And I'm going to say wheels.
2: I'm going to have to agree with Murph. We see more wheels.
1: <sighs> think of how many doors there are in the world, though.
2: A lot of doors.
1: Yeah, just but just in this room, it's right. How many? There's one door. Yeah. Right. Oh no, two, th- three doors. Right. What Technically, one, four. two, three, four, yeah, first, five. Oh. What there's if we start five counting doors, cabinet five doors, doors you know? and there's four, twelve, sixteen 12, 16 wheels? Yeah. yeah. So extrapolate that <laughs> to the rest of the world.
2: Listen, you need four wheels. You need one door. Exactly. Okay. Or two. Usually. <laughs> a single wheel.
0: You
1: don't
2: get that very often.
0: Yeah. All right. It's been great, guys. Not too many wheelbarrows around. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, Ella, best food at a Canucks game?
1: That's you're asking the wrong guy. I I mean, I I think I I I haven't been to the game a game as a fan for a while. I remember the Carvery sandwiches used to be pretty good. Uh, Yeah, right. I used to like those. I'm not sure. um, Like that, I don't know what. Well, okay. I will say this: if you go and you're in like the club lounge, the 500 lounge, yeah, the sushi there is unbelievable. Is it really? Yes, very good. Oh, yeah, the sushi is good day. there. That's
2: actually. I mean, the best. And, and you're right, Murphy. The last time I watched the game as a fan, probably goes back like a handful of years at this stage. But like, mm-hmm. if you get into the Champions Lounge or the Capital Lounge, oh, yeah. yeah,
1: then there's then there's some a whole bunch of different selections. Very good. Yeah. Uh, more food questions. Colin yes. from the
0: Caribou. Friday night post game and beverages. Food, pizza or sushi. Which are you going for?
1: Um. Post game?
0: And, and what would the bevy be to accompany?
1: Post game, I'm probably bevy starting with like a vodka on the rocks. Yeah, okay. With a little like fresh lemon or lime juice. Yeah. Or it doesn't even have to be fresh. It could be out of the you know, bottle. <laughs> um, and then maybe into a little wine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it depends how I'm feeling. Like pizza is probably more satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd probably pick sushi. I guess it depends what the pizza was, but I'd probably pick sushi. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I'd say, you know what, depend, depending on sushi, because it, it's just a little lighter, but if you get into enough drinks, then the <laughs> pizza really feels... But honestly, Murph, if we're being honest, it's usually a liquid diet. Yeah, post-game. it's
1: usually there's no food <laughs> yes. until you get a little hungry. And, and I always laugh, too, because when we were traveling, and we'll get back to doing it, like on the... So there's, a tea, there's two buses, one for the players and uh, some of the staff, and then one for the media and some of the trainers and stuff. And so on the buses after the game... There's always beer and pizza. Mm. And, of course, like uh, for us. We yeah. call it the fun bus because there's always beer and pizza. But I'm like, and there's pizza usually at the rink for the players. I'm like, of course they can eat it. They just burned 4,000 calories they skating around. They eat it, yes. I've been sitting on my keister for the better part of <laughs> six hours, and then I'm going to get on a bus and drink beer and eat pizza. Like, I didn't deserve it.
0: <laughs> you got to earn the pizza. I mean, who, who are we kidding? I'm eating pizza after the game all the time, so probably making it myself anyways um all right let's uh keep it going with some of these questions um discount dracula best italian restaurant west of boundary i don't know why it has to be west of boundary Mm. west of
1: boundary um i'm gonna go nook nook nook's pretty good that's pretty good actually because i like it too it's a smaller yeah right but again like i haven't i haven't been out a lot recently so i i am not uh, privy to some of the really good Newer yeah. Italian restaurants, but I, I I do like Nook on Demon. I have to say that. Yeah, uh, La Buca on
0: uh, McDonald's, okay. kids area. All yeah, right. that's good. Really uh, intimate, very small menu. A lot of like daily features, kind of stuff. That one, you know, just a little tip: if you're going out for a date night,
1: yeah. it just would be it would be a nice spot. Well, and also west of that, and in, uh, in Whistler's uh, Il Caminetto, and that'll make yes. the oh. happy. But um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I love that restaurant. Yeah, I love it. It's great. All right.
0: Uh, all right. Let's uh, kind of st- shortly transition into some of the Canucks questions. Gordon Locke, if <laughs> if Deshaun Watson lands in Seattle, do you approve? And he wanted to make sure this is more for Murph than me because Murph is more of a true 12 than I am.
1: Wow. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. Neither I mean, I just – it doesn't feel right. No. I I mean, I, I just – I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Um, and I I wouldn't approve of it. I mean, it's clearly the guy I can still play, I'm sure, right? He's going to make a lot of dough, but I just – that's – morally, ethically, I, I just wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't be happy with the signing.
0: Even from a footballing perspective, it's kind of like – they don't even have the assets to do it, really. Like, they just got them all in the Russell Wilson trade. You'd so. have to
1: trade all
2: those guys. Plus, like, what if Deshaun gets suspended next year?
1: Yes. Yeah, could get suspended. So because, who, like, Ezekiel didn't get charged criminally, and he right. got six games. You can yeah. still
2: get games without with civil suits or just yeah. behavior that's unbecoming, in which yeah. they deem it that could yeah. lead to a suspension. Yeah.
1: So
0: there's definitely some uh, some question marks there. So there's your answer there on that gourd. All let right, right, let's, uh, let's get into... Some of the Canucks topics, and uh, it's trade season, so there's going to be a lot of trade stuff. But uh, this one comes in: Pedersen on the PK. Uh, is it something you're liking, and uh, should
1: stick to it long term? I love it personally. I mean, but... I, there's there's some reasons I like it. I like it because it seems like he likes it, and it makes him engaged. Yeah, and he loves the responsibility and he likes the task. And I like it because his instincts are good because he's an offensive player that probably reads the play well. Um, but I don't like it for the same reasons. I didn't like it when Tortorella would put the Twins out there. I don't want one of my top players getting in the way of a shot and breaking his foot and being out for four to six weeks. I, I just said that to me. Yeah. Like, I not that It's not unforgivable. There's skilled players that have been on the PK before and it's happened a lot. Uh, but I don't want him laying out in front of some of those shots. But I do like it for some of the reasons I, I mentioned.
2: Yeah, one thing I do like about it is when Pedersen's on, like he was the other night, I mean, he was a complete force no matter where he was out. So when he's on like that, I like using him situationally. I'm not sure I want to use him every single game, but he seems to be a pretty good ace in the, in the back pocket, though. You can pull out, and he can create some offense, and also, really, his smarts on the PK yeah, I've been really impressed by.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Butcher. Um, If the Canucks stand still and don't make trades, including at the draft, would this team be better next year or worse? Under Boudreaux, the point total has been impressive. I think at times teams mix things up too soon. Teams and clubs need to be more patient. Peter thinks the Canucks should stand pat Is
1: believing in what he's seeing. Well, if they, if they stamp out, they can't do anything, right? Yeah. They can't even add around the edges, basically. They'll resign Besser, and that's pretty much and, it. Yeah. And then Mott, I guess. So yeah. You're resigning him, too, and there's your cap space.
2: Well, and yeah, I mean, basically, and you still have to give guys like Lamico and Highmore. A con- and they're not big contracts, but the way they've played, it's probably a million, yeah. <laughs> right? So all of a sudden, you have 10 million in cap space. A million goes to Lamico. A million goes to Highmore. I'll yep. say six goes to Brock. A million, I'll say two goes to Mott. That's it. Yeah. It's done. I, Plus, you don't even have a backup goalie signed yet. You still have to move somebody to sign the rest. You fill out the rest of your yeah, roster if you I, wanted to.
1: I, I, I hate to say a push, but I think they're going to be very similar. I think they'd be better at the start yeah. than they were this season. But I don't think the points percentage is going to look the way it, it does right now since Boudreau took over. So, um, I, I for, okay. So then I'll say worse because if you're standing still, you're moving backwards. Yeah, let's put it that way. I, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to
0: stick around with. A roster that's had such mixed results. Yeah. You know, like yeah, they look great right now, but I also remember what they looked like earlier this season and what they looked like last season. Plus, they can't really add to this. It's yeah. it's kind of hard to really sell that they should stick with what they've got. Yeah, yeah. because everybody else is going to get better around you too,
1: right? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't like people always say, "Oh, you're running Miller out of town," and I, and I'm not. I'm like, I'm saying. For my job and my entertainment value and for what I do, I love J.T. Yeah. Miller, mm-hmm. right? I love the way he plays. I love his emotion. I love his energy. I love his unpredictability. I love his his give-a-crap meter, mm-hmm. right? I like his orneriness, if that's even a word. Yeah, <laughs> But if I'm thinking as the GM and the president, I'm thinking the best – path forward to get to where you want to go that is still the number one piece you try to move considering the contract kicks in when he's 30 yeah and that's the, it like i'm not moving like like if you tell me jt is gonna be here for the next seven years and i get to watch him and even if his play dips off a little bit and, and declines okay whatever it's still fun to watch i just think if they're trying to get to this spot where they're going to have a team that's going to have a window that's open for a while i don't know if that's the best way to do it
2: I think the question has completely shifted though to he's not going anywhere at the deadline the off season is the question. Yeah. No. yeah. The question comes down to the off season what yeah. this organization does.
0: And they'll probably have a better sense of what Miller wants and what his number would look like yeah. if he should stay. Exactly. And you know there's a lot of other dominoes that would have to fall because if you're keeping Miller, then one of the other big guys has to go. That's just the the reality of the situation. Uh, Nux 12-12. If the Canucks trade Mott, who would be the most likely replacement or who would you like to see come up from the Abbotsford Canucks? I think the one we've talked about often is is Will Lockwood, Mm -hmm. right? He's kind of getting to that age where
1: 23... They had a pretty impressive camp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd I leave this up to, like, the quads and Faber types to tell me exactly how the season has gone for him. I know yeah. he's had a couple injuries. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'd say that because, really, what's how many how many guys do you consider real prospects in Abbotsford right now? Rathbone? Yeah. Klimovich?
2: And he's a couple years away.
1: Lockwood? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of the guys that you would consider yeah. legitimate prospects. So, there's not too many choices on that like
2: it it might be external ultimately right the guy they bring in to replace him could be an external candidate and that's one thing they've talked about a lot they want to go after european free agents do you find somebody that hasn't had a shot elsewhere that is a bit of a late bloomer and come in and do some of those things
0: yeah yeah i uh i think about the mott situation and you know the, the the rumor today irv put it out that tampa bay is is interested and I know he was asked about it in uh, the pregame uh, media availabilities this morning, but it's a situation where I, I, I don't think much has changed. You know, if you don't get a contract worked out with this guy, y- you've, you've just got to move him. As right. m- as much as the playoffs are more realistic now than they were two weeks and certainly a month ago, I think you still have to be honest about where you are and, and what needs to be done with this roster. Uh,
1: it hasn't. Wasn't Alvin on the record saying this club's not in a position to let unrestricted free agents walk for free?
0: Yeah.
2: Ultimately, Murph, if I still believe, and and, and here's the other part, though, which I think is the most fascinating part about this, and it does somewhat discredit myself, too, because we talk about these things. Nobody really knows what this management team's going to do. They've been very Mm tight-lipped. Not a lot of stuff is coming out. All the stuff that we're hearing is generally from people outside of this team other organizations perhaps agents and sometimes you talk to some players and stuff like that but from management itself i don't think anybody has a real handle on exactly what's going to happen but i would say if tyler mott this is my opinion if he's here beyond the deadline they're going to sign him i don't see him walking as a free agent
1: yeah yeah maybe and the other thing too like just hearing him say today that this is not unsettling for him like this i gotta think if this is not unsettling this has got to be kind of a a fun time in Tyler Mott's career. He is a wanted player, right? Probably by multiple organizations. Mm-hmm. He's heading into unrestricted free agency, right? He's finally mm-hmm. going to get to pick where he wants to play and get a number that is going to make him happy uh, like this. And he's, he's on a team right now. That's like on a good run and, you know, has a you know reasonable chance at pushing for a playoff spot. Like it's gotta be a great time for a guy like Tyler Mott.
0: Yeah. And he's really earned everything. Right. And, uh, the problem too is, at least from a Canucks perspective, he's looking at a raise, and it's probably double what he's making right now, or at least close to it. Yeah. And uh, that would mean they'd have to move somebody else out.
1: Um, just just one word of, of what a kind of guy Mod is when he was traded from Chicago to Columbus. Yeah, I believe the day after he was traded, he had committed to a card signing. I don't know which company it was, but they were it was him and someone else. Uh, we're going to to uh, to sign cards. He stayed and went, did the commitment signing for all these Blackhawks fans before he went to his new destination.
0: Yeah. says a lot about him. Yeah, it does. Um, one more Canucks question, uh, if we can fit it in. Um, humongous. How close is ve- in value is a Garland for Marino swap? Who trade discussions?
1: Well, I mean, uh, this is where I would entertain these things. If you think if that's the defenseman you've targeted, yeah. And yeah. um, then that's where I personally, right now, I don't like the the talk of trading Garland. I think he's yeah. a good player on a good contract with term. Yeah, right. I think that is always that contract's always going to hold some value. Um, I think the fact that it looks like him and Pedersen have established a little bit of chemistry uh, here in the short term, I think that bodes well if you got both those guys signed to term. So, but I will say, if you are moving a Garland, or a Besser. You better have someone in the appropriate age range that's a top four right-hand shot demon.
2: Yeah, and to me, that's fair value, especially with how Marino's kind of playing and how mm-hmm. he's kind of not what they had hoped he would be and yeah. how Garland's been good, but not quite what... I wouldn't even say he's not what they've hoped he'd been because this new management team, this new coach, doesn't use him yeah. a ton. Right? Yeah. He plays about 14, 15 minutes a game, right? The question is would a team like Pittsburgh want more? Yeah. Right? Because I think that swap makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So why is it not done? Yeah. I wouldn't give up more. Yeah. And yeah.
0: you hear in uh, the word out of Pittsburgh, and, you know, Ron Hextall wants to add a forward, um, but they know it's going to be money in, money out, and they still want to hold on to their futures, as was uh, kind of the what, what they set out to do from when uh, Ron Hextall took over for Jim Rutherford. A uh, couple of uh, fun ones before we go. Okay. What products does Sat use? Because he is always glowing and handsome AF. That's from Matt. <laughs> 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 Nothing special. <laughs> Nothing special. See, I, I
2: I just use perfume-free, like face wash and okay. stuff like that. Um that's essentially it.
1: I think we know why this was not directed at you because I use <laughs> hand soap for my hair and my face. <laughs> just hand soap, whatever. Wash your hair, hand soap on the road. I don't yeah. even bother getting the little bottle of shampoo. Just-
2: yeah. I mean, I, I use face wash. It's Vase face wash, but it's Ooh. stuff that without any perfume, just really – yeah. nice and gentle.
0: I, I learned it from my wife. Like any anything scented is probably not great for your face. Exactly, so. get
2: unscented face wash.
0: <laughs> unscented Irish Spring for my face. <laughs> I, I'm like you, Murph. Though I'm I'm that guy. Like I got the three in one body wash. You know, like hair, body, face. <laughs> exactly, shaving cream. Everything. Who knows what it is? Um, Discount Dracula. What was the highlight of your sporting careers before radio <laughs> and television? Oh man. I was the uh, Holy Cross uh, most valuable player in golf. Were you? Yes. I'm trying to think. We didn't have a great golf team. Just throw that out there.
1: Before? Well, I mean, since my broadcasting career, there's the, the a marine drive major called the uh, – uh, the Potlatch, now it's called the Member Member, and Shorty and I um, have won it twice now. Oh. But then the first two-time winners in the history, the 100-year history of the club. I don't know how long the tournament's going on. Okay. Um, uh, but, yes, yeah, so I made like a 10 or 12-footer on the 18th with like 75 people on the deck watch- watching. Oh, wow. Kind of blacked out. <laughs> Not from the moment, but from the 15 years on the course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's terrific.
1: And you still made the
0: 12-footer, though. Yeah, yeah. Nailed the it.
2: 12-footer. Yeah. Nice. So. Sat? Mm, best sporting event I've been to or a sporting thing I've done? Your
0: biggest sporting achievement before your oh. illustrious radio career.
2: There isn't a ton. <laughs> I mean, I guess like high school, I mean, I dropped 40 points one game in a summer, in a spring, yep. spring league game. But it wasn't even like a regular season <laughs> game. Maybe that. <laughs> I did that once. Um, nothing too crazy. Yeah. I, had, I had three touchdowns once in a football game. One kick return and... Uh, two, ran in two in as a running back. One was an 80-yard run. Yeah.
0: Like my illustrious college hockey career with uh, <laughs> Seneca at York, uh, with Angela James as our de facto coach, mainly because she was just the program manager at Seneca at York. Um, anytime we entered a tournament, we would just get absolutely blasted by real college teams. Yeah. <laughs> so it, was, it was more just like, let's not get mercyed here than,
1: uh, than anything else. Qualified for a couple of BC amateurs, but make no mistake, <laughs> I was a contestant, not a competitor once we got there. Murph, this was a blast. Thanks for this. All right, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Fantastic. The Friday mailbag every single Friday, and this one, a special one with Dan Murphy. Canuck Central continues on Sportsnet 650.